0: Deepak fugitives. that Goodbye. was the Sunday escape. Stay classy. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. There's fresh hope of an end to the trade war after President Xi and Trump agree a 90-day truce during a meeting in Argentina. Russia rules out discussions with Ukraine over the release of Navy personnel and vessels it seized, and locally there's a warning that declining political freedom in Hong Kong could also have serious economic consequences. The United States has announced that following talks at the G20 summit in Argentina between President Xi Jinping and Donald Trump, America will not go ahead with its imminent threat to raise tariffs against China to a rate of 25%. A White House statement said the rate for $200 billion worth of goods would remain at the current 10%. From Buenos Aires, the BBC's John Sobel reports. They met over dinner for two and a half hours. At the end of it, a breakthrough of sorts. The US has agreed not to go ahead for the time being with the next wave of tariffs that were due to kick in on January the 1st. In return, according to the White House, the Chinese have agreed to increase the amount of agricultural, energy and industrial products they buy from the US as a way of reducing the trade deficit. But what that amount is remains to be determined. In the meantime, negotiations will begin on American concerns about issues like intellectual property theft. This will be greeted with relief by financial markets around the world, fearful of the consequences of an escalating trade war. But this is a temporary truce, not the end of hostilities. Finance professor Peter Petri from Brandeis University in the U.S. says the truce buys time for the two countries to work out their differences. At least uh, we know that both sides are serious about reaching an agreement, and it gives them time to examine these complicated issues uh, quite closely. Uh, During this 90-day period, they have committed themselves to talking about intellectual property rights, making sure that China uh, enforces intellectual property rights uh, more carefully, that it refrains from using cyber uh, techniques to steal intellectual property, uh, to transfer intellectual property. Financial Secretary Paul Chan, who is also in Argentina for the G20 talks, cautioned against expecting Xi and Trump to resolve all their differences in one meeting. In his weekly blog, he expressed hope that the international community can restore its beliefs in the benefits of free trade and open cooperation. The minister says countries should find common ground despite their differences and maintain the multilateral trade system. Meanwhile, the White House says China has agreed to label fentanyl a controlled substance. The synthetic opioid is responsible for tens of thousands of U.S. drug deaths annually. U.S. officials have for years pressed the Chinese government to take a tougher stance against fentanyl. Most U.S. supply of the drug is manufactured in China. President Trump says there will be no discussions with Kiev President Putin says there'll be no discussions with Kiev about freeing the Ukrainian sailors captured by Russia. Ukraine says they, together with their vessels, were captured by Russian forces in international waters. Moscow alleges this took place in waters it controls. The BBC's Tim Wilcox is in Buenos Aires. President Putin in a very bullish performance there. He then went on to attack President Poroshenko and the leadership in Ukraine, saying that the leadership there was reducing people's rights. Uh, he went on to say that the leadership of Ukraine had divided people in uh, Ukraine and that the leadership of, of Ukraine now was now a party of war and uh, made it easier for them to plunder the wealth of their own people and their state. Democratic Party lawmaker Ted He says a drop in Hong Kong's standing in international freedom rankings is a wake-up call and a sign Hong Kong's economy could begin to suffer in future. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Mr. He rejected Beijing's claims that the fall amounted to foreign interference in domestic affairs. Losing our freedom and openness could be detrimental to our economy and could be used in the escalating U.S.-China trade war, such as losing separate tariff territory status. Will we really become just another Chinese city? Various organizations from different parts of the world have already expressed their deep concerns on how, in reality, Beijing's interference to Hong Kong's affairs is a threat to the city's ranking as the world's freest economy. The quote-unquote foreign interference Beijing is calling is actually serving as a wake-up call that if Hong Kong does not live up to international standards, we will all suffer, not only politically, but most especially economically. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Chief Secretary Matthew Zhang says officials are considering whether to stop a bus operator involved in a fatal crash from running services taking airport employees to work. Five people died in a crash involving a vehicle operated by Kunshung Bus Holdings in Qingyi on Friday. The bus in question was not licensed for employee services, raising questions over whether the insurance will cover damages claims. Mr. Zhang said workers could bring civil proceedings or make claims on third-party insurance if their employers were not liable under labor laws. He said the transport department would discuss safety with bus operators next week. The French President Emmanuel Macron has condemned violence in Paris during nationwide anti-government protests, saying it had nothing to do with a lawful expression of legitimate anger. He was speaking at the G20 summit in Buenos Aires. No cause justifies attacks on the forces of law and order, businesses, public buildings being set on fire, journalists being threatened, or the Arc de Triomphe being defiled. Those guilty of this violence do not want change. They don't want any improvement, they just want chaos. They betray the causes that they pretend to serve. More than 250 people were detained in Paris alone. Police used tear gas, water cannon and stun grenades against demonstrators. Another prominent issue at the G20 was whether Saudi Arabia's crown prince was behind the murder of a journalist Jamal Khashoggi in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. The Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan accused the Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman of giving the G20 leaders an unbelievable explanation about the Istanbul killing. The BBC's James Langdale reports. President Erdogan remains deeply frustrated at Saudi Arabia's response to the murder of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi in the country's consulate in Istanbul. He accused the Saudi authorities of contradictions and lies. He said the Saudi crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, had given world leaders at the G20 summit an unbelievable explanation of the situation by arguing that Saudi Arabia could not be blamed unless the crime was proven. The Turkish president said it was essential that the 22 suspects detained by the Saudi authorities should be extradited to face trial in Turkey. The White House has announced that there will be a national day of mourning on Wednesday for the former president, George H.W. Bush, who died at the age of 94. The BBC's Chris Buckler is in Washington. The current president, Donald Trump, has marked Wednesday out as a national day of mourning. And at the G20 summit in Argentina, he paid this tribute. The fact that we lost a president who truly was a wonderful person, a wonderful man, a great man... Uh, It really puts a damper on it, to be honest with you. Arrangements are being made for a state funeral at Washington National Cathedral. Earlier this year, Mr Bush attended the funeral of his wife, the former First Lady Barbara Bush. They had been married for more than seven decades. The former British Prime Minister, John Major, was in office at the same time as the late President... Speaking to the BBC, Sir John said that George H.W. Bush had served with compassion, courage and dignity and he highlighted his achievement in getting a UN resolution to back the international coalition against Saddam Hussein after the invasion of Kuwait in 1990. That meant that it wasn't a Western imperialist, as people might have said, attacking Iraq after their invasion of Kuwait. It was an attack by people representing every part of the world Now, that was a remarkable piece of diplomacy that I think very few presidents would have been able to achieve. The Pentagon has announced that the most senior Navy officer in charge of operations in the Middle East, Vice Admiral Scott Sterney, has been found dead in his residence in Bahrain. The Chief of Naval Operations, Admiral John Richardson, made this announcement. This is devastating news for the Sterney family, for the team at Fifth Fleet, and for the entire Navy. Uh, Scott Sterney was a decorated naval warrior. He was a devoted husband and father, and he was a good friend to all of us. The Naval Criminal Investigative Service and the Bahraini Ministry of Interior are cooperating on the investigation, but at this time, no foul play is suspected. To end the news, our top story is once again. There's fresh hope of an end to the trade war after Presidents Xi and Trump agree a 90-day truce during a meeting in Argentina. Russia rules out discussions with Ukraine over the release of Navy personnel and vessels it seized. And locally, there's a warning that declining political freedom in Hong Kong could also have serious economic consequences. The news from RTHK.